So we're going to do things a little bit differently for episode three. Um, both the other episodes have been very much recording in situ and then adding in the elements to distract you your visuals afterwards. Just realised I've got rain on my glasses. Um, what we're going to do with this one, to keep it a bit more visually pleasing, shall we say, I'm just going to record snippets. Um, it'll be a, 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 a full conversation in days. So today, I'm recording on the Tuesday, but I'm going to talk about yesterday, where it was a bit shit. We lost two clients um, for different reasons, and it happens. And it's something that I've had to live with over the last eight months because this is this will be the third and fourth that we've lost, all for different reasons. Yesterday's ones were, one, we'd reached the end of the road. You know, the guy that I've been working with for seven months, he's become a real good mate, he's a lovely fella, but we've achieved our goal. He's moving to Oz, um, he needed to get a job and he needed to create some content and we've been doing that for months and the post that actually got him the job went mad um, and, uh, you know, he was so, so, so grateful. But the reality is he goes next month. So Feb will be the last month of content for him, um, of us working together, which is a shame. And then the other one, just so much of it at the moment, people commit to things and then the shit is the fan in their business. Um, and, you know, they, they need to get out. Um, and I'm not the sort of person that's going to hold people to a contract when, you know, when they're in deep trouble. So that was a shame. Um, to lose two in the space of a day. And that's and that's what this business is like. You can go to bed on a Friday having signed two new clients off and buzzing, wake up on a Monday and lose two uh, for, for reasons totally out of your control. And to have secured that one client a, a, a new job in Oz, that is a real testament to what we're doing here um, and, and our ability to craft content that grabs attention. But it's still not nice losing clients um, because you're then... You know, someone once said to me, what is capacity for you? And I said, it doesn't exist because you're going to go through periods where you are massively overworked and then you're going to go through periods where you haven't got enough work, but where you've overworked yourself, you've put money in the bank. And I think when you're a one man business, one man and his wife, should I say, and his two kids for content, you do have to go through those periods. You, there is no such thing as just a consistent level. You might have a core that you want to get to as a figure, but actually there's no such thing as where what's, what does maxed look like? Because you can't ever be maxed. Because the second you turn business away, that, that, that could be dangerous. Yes, you can agency it out, but that comes with a lot of red tape that you have to navigate and a lot of work and a lot of trust in other people. So I don't think you're ever maxed. But it, but it is gutting, it's disappointing, and, and that was a, a bit of a shit Monday. But we go, you know, it's onwards and upwards. You know, we've had lots of people that have called us and been really, really keen, and then you get to sort of a couple of weeks down the line, and they've been like, do you know what, Andy, things have kicked off, or things have, have happened, and it's it's not quite the right time for us right now, And but we're, we're going to keep you in mind. You know, I, I take calls with people all the time where they, they really, really want the service they understand the service they want to work with me but whether it's cost and, and people talk all the time about if cost is an issue then your service isn't good enough or you haven't done a good enough job selling it if i'm honest i think that's bollocks the reality is there's loads of things that that i would like to have in my life and i i see them as as important not life changing or not vital life and death but important but i can't afford them not right now, but if someone or, or a business does a good enough job of building my trust and keeping me on the hook, do you know what? I'm only ever gonna buy from them. And I do a lot of that. We, my close rate, if you get me on the phone, my close rate is extremely high, um, but not everyone gets to that point. Um, a lot of people, they, they know they need it and they wanna work with you, but timing just isn't right. But 
you can't ignore those people. You have to you have to you have to have those conversations, take those calls, just cement that relationship. Um, because if you do that, they're only ever going to come to you. I think that's 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 one of the the biggest lessons I've learned since starting the business. And I think yesterday I really had to kind of remind myself of that that um, we've done we've done fantastically well in the eight months that we've been in business. We've secured a lot of business. We work with some really, really good clients, but we've lost some as well. Building a business is a long game, and especially when you're in this type of business where it is such a personal service. I That would be my advice to anyone. Building any type of business, having those conversations that at, at first you feel like aren't going anywhere, that they're, they're a waste of your time. They're not. They're not a waste of that. 20 minutes or half an hour on the phone with with someone that will only ever think of you when the time is right if you put that little bit of effort in at the start. So yesterday after probably two years of questions, a year since I um, took the online test, I finally booked an appointment with a lady that's going to talk to me about ASD. Um, Jake is 10 now and we found out about his autism. We suspected things when he was about two. Um, We went to see someone private. They confirmed what we thought, but he was too young for an autism diagnosis back then. And then he was officially diagnosed with autism at four. And, it, and even the private diagnosis at two really answered a hell of a lot of questions for us and put us on the right path in terms of how to better understand him. But And for many years, Linz and I didn't really look at it. We didn't even think that it came from us. You're just too busy in that world of trying to support him. But over the last two or three years, since we've really understood autism a lot more, and then my son Josh came along, who I'm convinced um, has got ADHD, you start questioning yourself. I've been doing that for a while. Linz is convinced that I'm on the... The, the ASD spectrum somewhere. I've For years, I've thought ADHD because my attention span is ridiculously low. I forget things a lot. Um, and, and the more I do the podcast, the more I speak to people with ADHD, the more it literally it's like talking to myself. Um, so I've booked an appointment for the end of January um, and we're going to go through the process. And, you know, sometimes I think, do I need it? It's it's something that people have said to me in the past, oh, you know, what's it going to change? But for me, especially in my line of work where I'm working with a lot of um, neurodiverse people within the podcast, a lot of my clients are neurodiverse. Um, obviously, a lot of the stories we tell on, on social media with the unconventional brand, it, it doesn't make sense for me to not explore it in myself, especially when I've got unanswered questions. And I think all of the people that I've spoken to over the last six months, eight months, since we started the, the business, have all said that, it massively helped them navigate their own behaviours. And you know, there's so much stuff that I do, that I look back on now, that I did for years and didn't think anything of it. But I look back now and think, do you know what, that could have been classed as really rude, or that could have been seen as, as really obnoxious or arrogant and or and selfish. I mean, God, don't get me started on selfish. You know, for so many years, Lynn's just thought I was a selfish prick. It, I kind of was, but it wasn't deliberate. You know, I, I love nothing more than seeing other people do well and doing things for people. You know, I love to see the boys and Lynn's light up when we when we do things, but I get so consumed, so consumed by life and the things going on in my world um, that I, I can't break away, like I can't compartmentalize it. And that, that consumption has caused issues for, for Lynn's and I over the years. And I mean, she's a, an absolute star for, I say putting up with it, but working 
through it with me. Because I think she sees some of it in herself. You know, <clears throat> she's she suffers with anxiety. She's there's there's lots of things that that we talk about, and and we're both on the same page with so many different things. And you know, for years we didn't do things as a family. And if I'm if I'm being brutal, a lot of it was because we felt that putting Jake in those situations was was going to be damaging or it was it was going to be kind of a, a situation that he would feel find really uncomfortable but looking back if we're honest we didn't really want to be in those situations either there was so much about socializing and being in, in gatherings of people and, and stuff that we grew not to like or we grew to be honest with ourselves and say do you know what we don't want to do that whereas for years we we probably did it all the time and, 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 and probably didn't enjoy it. So that's the plan. I'm really hoping it's gonna give me some some closure and some some clarity on a lot of the things that, that I struggle with. Things that, and, and answer some questions around my brain and the way I process things. Because, you know, I'm working for myself now, I've got my own business, I'm having to do multiple things at once, more than I ever did um, in employment. As, a, as an employee, I had a job. I had a job function, although I was a manager and I had a team, I didn't have anywhere near the responsibility that I've got now. I didn't have to wear as many hats as I as I have to wear now. And when you struggle for focus and when you struggle for attention span, wearing all of those hats is is challenging in the sense that you've you've kind of got to be efficient. So I've found a lot of ways that have made me efficient, but it comes at a cost in that it's exhausting mentally. So I am looking forward to getting some answers um, and to just speaking to an expert and, and really kind of opening up about about my life and, and, and the things that, that go on. When you own your own business from home and you're on your own, which I am at the moment, and your wife has a couple of days off in the week, it's very hard to be disciplined with your time. You kind of get caught up in this cycle of, oh, I can now do what I want when I want. Oh, you're off, let's go for lunch. Oh, you're off, let's go shopping. And then you find yourself working at the weekends and then she finds herself doing all the housework at the weekends because I haven't been able to do it with her during the week. And that doesn't really work. One of the things I've found particularly difficult, but I've got there in the last couple of months, when we first started was discipline. Discipline on time. Um, because I was spending too long on certain things, not enough time on others. Then we were going out and making the most of the days and it just wasn't working for me at all. So yesterday, for example, we did go out for a, for a walk and a, and a costa, Oops. but it was an hour and I do pick the kids up as well on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So you look at that and go, that's, that's probably a couple of hours out of your day. And the way my day works is that I plan out five or six key things that I, that I really non-negotiable have to get done each day or I don't get the work done. And last night I turboed, you can see my bike just there, it does flip down, I don't ride it like that. I turboed for like 45 minutes and then I knew something popped into my head that I hadn't done. So I sat out here and finished it off till about quarter past nine. Now I don't mind because the reality is you have to, you have to get what you need done in a day. Because if you don't, and this is one of the things I've learned, it just you're just chasing your ass all of the time. And if that means that I have to finish something off at nine o'clock at night, because I've had two hours out in the day doing what I want to do, then that's kind of par for the course. You can't just expect to have free time or, or, and do what you want all of the time and the work just magically get done. And I think when you get your head around that, I'm still working eight hours a day, but not in one block, which which never suited me. So it's kind of accepting that mindset that 
you know, people on LinkedIn will tell you all the time, oh, you've got to have boundaries. You can't be working late. You can't be working weekends. I think it depends on the individual. Um, because for me, I have to break up my day into those short chunks. So I still work the same and get the jobs done that I want to get done. But I might be doing it from half six in the morning until nine o'clock at night, but it's broken up into sections. So I get more out of the day. Um, and that that really works for me. And that's been a big transition for us over the last probably two, three months. So Thursday, and you can tell it's Thursday because on Wednesday I had less of a beard and my beard's going grey now. So, yeah. And don't even get me started on my barnet, which needs cutting. But Thursday, Thursday was uh, a day, and there's a story about Thursday because it's one of those days where I had quite a few calls, quite a few client calls, and it was a mixture of the first calls that we do with all clients where we, we get a feel for them. We spend an hour on a Teams call, which is recorded, and that's where I get all of the material for the first month, sometimes two months content. Most of the content we write for clients is evergreen, um, unless they've got something specific they wanna talk about that's time, more time specific. A lot of stuff we do in the first six months is evergreen just to build their reputation, build their kind of uh, the awareness of them, set them up as an expert in their space and just show a bit of personality and character. And there's no better way of grabbing that and capturing that than in these calls that we do. And what I've found challenging, certainly in the earlier days, was I wanna do the calls with the clients and, and every time I do one, it's a bit like a mini podcast really where you learn a, a ton about the client and you and also, I mean, I did one the other day with a new, a new client who's a CEO of a, of a company super, super intelligent guy. Um, and I was just sitting there listening to his story thinking, I'm just literally taking this on like a sponge. I'm just learning all the time from you. It's like a free education. Every time I speak to someone new, especially CEOs who have worked hard and have got a level of intelligence there, it's like a free education every time. And they're paying me, which is amazing really. But what I've struggled with and what I'm what I've got past in the last couple of months, but I definitely struggled with for a long time, was we weren't where we needed to be in terms of the number of clients uh, in the portfolio. And that was such a focus for me trying to get to this number that I had in my head. I must get to this number because then based on our pricing, we're where we need to be in terms of the financials. So I was, I was struggling, although it wouldn't have ever come across with the client, but I was struggling to, I was struggling to, compartmentalize the client work and the marketing and sales. So when I was doing client work, I was thinking, what am I gonna do with marketing though? Because I still need to get to X number of clients. And I thought, but I can't be like that because I can't have it affecting the clients that are paying me money. I knew I had to change it. I knew I had to change the style and the, and the way that I was working. So I set days up. So now on a Friday, I don't do any writing and I typically don't do any writing on a Monday. So my writing days and my client call days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That way I know that on a Monday and a Friday, I'm in a different headspace. I'm in a totally different headspace. I can focus on content. I can build content out for the following week. And that's what I needed to do because otherwise I was in danger of not giving my those early clients the attention they deserved because they were paying the money. And I couldn't have that. I, I, that was a massive no-no for me. So I had to find a way to segregate those two mindsets, if that made sense, so that I could give them the 100% focus that, that they needed. So Friday is here. Um, a day for... Relaxing, chilling with a cuppa. No, those sorts of things don't really exist, do they? When you run your own business. It used to be that I lived for the weekend and, and I don't actually think that's a good thing. I used to kind of do the Monday to Friday grind and I've mentioned this earlier on in this video and in the last episode, the Monday to Friday grind used to do me in. I used to hate it. 
I, I couldn't stand the five days in a row. I was, I got to Friday and I was just done in. And maybe that was just a, a mental exhaustion thing because I was never switching off. Especially even in employment, I didn't switch off. And it's even worse now. I get to Friday and I, I must admit, I have put some boundaries in. Up there, I never switch off. But the weekends are for the family, are for the kids. I certainly don't come out into the office at the weekends. But I am always on the go, if, if, if that makes sense. But there are some boundaries with my time in terms of the type of work I do. Um, and some of that is around Fridays because I am I, I am drained by Fridays, I won't lie. I get to Fridays and, I, and I'm a bit done. So I kind of have to do more creative stuff on a Friday like this. Like I tr I'm trying to get into TikTok, but I just, I can't get the consistency with it because I must admit, I'm a bit of a waffler and I actually do prefer long form, hence the, the YouTube series. But t TikTok's got to be short and snappy. I'm not really a short and snappy kind of guy. So I've had a couple of videos that have done well. And I have a few people message me sometimes and say, you know, we, we actually really like your TikToks. Do more, do more. I, I, I find it tough to, to keep them short. But Fridays are more of a creative day. I don't have calls on Fridays if I can really help it. I don't write on Fridays unless I'm desperate, um, unless the, the month's gone really bad in terms of my time. Um, I definitely try and, and take it down a notch in terms of the intensity on a Friday. And that's that's really helped me, I think. I've got those key days for writing and then, and then Fridays I do chill a bit more. And then we've got my son's club that he goes to at four o'clock. So from, from three o'clock onwards, that's Friday's done. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know in the comments if you're watching how you, you know, plan your week out is friday's a, a day for you for, for graph is friday a busy day for you or do you try and switch off do you try and take it a bit easy do you try and segment the week out into into different things so you've got i don't know so you've got things to do on certain days how does it how does it work for you because a big part of this is understanding what everyone else is doing not just you know not just me friday is uh and also in the evenings and again i've got so much work on I could easily carry on working right into Friday night. I could sit there with my laptop. Friday night is movie night with the kids. They stay up. Well, sometimes we get a takeaway, but we've kind of pulled back on that a little bit. A, because the prices of takeaways have gone bloody ridiculous. And B, we're just trying to be a bit more careful as a family. So, you know, we'll, we'll do a pizza and stuff like that. And then we'll have a movie. And I don't want to be that dad that's constantly on my phone or, or on my laptop. Just because I've got work to do doesn't mean I have to do it. I, I shut down on a Friday night, I leave my phone upstairs. I just, I'm there, I'm present. Movie, food, snacks. And I've been really good this week as well. I've been proper on it in terms of my diet because Christmas, I was banging trouble after Christmas. I'd put some pounds on. And in fact, that's been building up over the course of the last eight months since we started the business. It's, um, yeah. My health has, has, has kind of gone backwards and I think I'll definitely focus on that in the next episode a bit more and talk about the down the downsides of being that consumed in, in starting something new. We'll leave it there. Thank you for watching everyone. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please do. It's uh, This is something that only a handful of people may ever see, but um, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy kind of sharing our story and, and stuff. So thank you very much for watching and uh, I'll see you next time.